You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Okay, so hello everyone. I have missed you dearly. Kind of funny but sad thing. I've taken a few days off from podcasting because I felt like for Tigress, I needed to do more of an upbeat episode. And when I think about, okay, what are the things I need to reflect on or what are the things that I'm really feeling right now, the majority of it tends to be on the more negative side, right? And Or not negative is not the right word, but is like more serious from a standpoint of depression and talking about trauma. And to me, like that's how I've sort of programmed myself to, I think, reflect on my own mental health and emotions. But I think at the same time, that's kind of what my personality is even around work, right? Like I'm always focused on the things that I feel like I can improve or I can keep pushing on. And so... Needless to say, when I wrapped up my last podcast episode, maybe like four days ago, I sort of wanted to say, okay, the next few I'm going to do are going to be on a more positive note. And it took me a little while to really figure out what that would be, but also just kind of come to a place where I would feel comfortable with that too. So I apologize for the delay and I am really excited because I finally found a, a place where I am really excited to reflect upon in a positive light. And that is the fact that yesterday I started my last first day, last semester at Harvard College. Um, and it's something that I am both excited for, but also kind of scared by, um, it's just crazy how fast time has gone. Like I remember like it was yesterday 
being a senior in college and feeling so stressed about college applications. And I remember I would go on these runs and I would say, you know, if I just keep running, like maybe if I run three more blocks, I'll get into Harvard and then I would make it there and then I would keep running and I would say, maybe if I run one more mile, like it's how I started motivating myself. And I remember I actually had stopped praying for a long time. I grew up religious and now I'm just a confused person around religion, but I would go to church more um, when I was a senior, even by myself sometimes, and I would just pray and be like, dear God, like, please get me into Harvard. Like, it's everything. Like, it will make me so happy. It'll fix all of my problems. It'll make everything my mom sacrificed worth it. Like, it, it, it kind of became this thing that I obsessively, like, tied my self-worth and identity to, which I just so wish I wouldn't do because now that I'm at Harvard, like, you know, I, I think that I'm a little bit, I am privileged about it. Like I don't, I don't maximize what I can get out of the school because I've been so focused on work. I don't have like really a social life in general at school. I think I've always felt like out of place at the school too. Um, and it's just kind of crazy to think that like five years ago, which feels truly like yesterday, I had put like all my happiness on this thing, right? Like if I get into Harvard, then all will be good. Um, Also fun fact, I was dating my high school sweetheart for like three years or something for like sophomore to senior year. And we both applied to Harvard and I was so nervous that like one of us was going to get in or like it was going to be okay if neither of us got in. But oh, we both got in early, which was like good. But also then it was the stress and I overthought, I still overthink everything. Um, but then it was the stress of like, oh, are we going to stay together? And like, oh my gosh, we get to go to Harvard together. And it's like high school musical, Troy and Gabriella don't have to split up senior year, right? Like all of the false Disney hints about what happens when you graduate high school and go to college and you're dating your sweetheart just like completely affected me. Um, All that to say, I am very surprised by and proud of myself that I am finishing school because there are so many times when I just wanted to quit, right? And honestly, I felt like I wanted to quit yesterday Um, and I'm not going to, but I realized that Harvard has carried this big weight for me because one, my mom also went to Harvard. And so I think that because, I mean, my mom was vocal about, but I also knew as a fact that my mom did sacrifice so much to like take care of me and my sisters, whether that be like truly sacrificing business and her career to make sure she had sole custody of me and my sisters, um, what she sacrificed from her own mental health and well-being to make sure that my sisters and I were protected, um, knowing that there were times when she was taking on so much work just trying to keep us afloat. And I think I sort of told myself that if I also went to Harvard um, and continued whatever legacy that is, that it would make all of that worth it, right? Because as I've talked about in previous episodes, I have really dealt with this element of guilt, right? Like guilt for this, the challenges or adversity that my loved ones have gone through. And then the other side of that is my mom's parents were much more like typical Asian immigrant parents, right? Like they were very much like you go to Harvard, then you become a lawyer or a doctor. Like I haven't been close with my grandparents, but I will say 
I have maybe had an actual phone call with them like three times over the last seven years, six or seven years. I haven't seen them for like almost a decade. Um, but I remember they would call me and be like, where are your grades? Like, um, you know, are you getting straight A's? And honestly, usually I was on A minuses. B plus. I did not have perfect grades in high school. I do not have perfect grades now. But I really had the narrative of, okay, they would call me in high school, see where I was on the trajectory of getting into Harvard. Then I got into Harvard and we called them and they were like, oh, like, good, great, right? And that was it. Um, And that was kind of the last time I remember having like an actual sit down conversation with both of them. I've talked to them in passing, like as my mom's talking to them on the phone, but I think that even though I am removed by a generation from my grandparents, I kind of grew up with that as an expectation in my family where like I myself heard the narrative of, you know, we came to America with X dollars in our pocket for you to get into Harvard, right? For you to pursue that education. And for a long time, like that, that was what I thought was the ultimate goal. And then I get to Harvard and one, I'm heartbroken basically after the first semester um, from breaking up with my high school (laughs) sweetheart. And then I was trying to grow my nonprofit. I was excited about all of the clubs. So, you know, signed up for all of the political related or dance related things, was doing like the competitive hip hop team and as many dances as I possibly could. And I had never really drank alcohol before. And so was playing around with that and very much really did not know my limits at all um, with alcohol. And so like that was a whole new experience. And I did get into some scary situations there. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We've partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. And I would also say like, you know, and I've talked about this in a previous episode where I am a lot more introverted than people think I am. Like one of my worst social anxiety nightmares is to mingle with people that I don't know. And that is kind of what college freshman year is. It's like mingling with people, asking them these same questions of like, oh, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, What are you interested in studying? Like all of these, this mingling that I am just so awkward at. And even if maybe other people don't think I'm awkward. Like I feel so awkward. It feels so unnatural. And yeah, so I would kind of avoid parties. And if I did go, I didn't really want to talk to anyone. And I maybe, I kind of ended the year with like one or two friends that I really felt were people that I, I really related to. Um, and then also my second semester at school, I, made sort of maybe the naive and a bit impulsive, but also impassioned decision to run for office. And I was then a candidate for Cambridge City Council. And so one, it put this huge, you know, stab into my social life because there was a lot of judgment about it on campus for, you know, some reasons that were mean and then some that were very valid, right? And then I think at the same time, I wanted to give it my all, right? If I was able to recruit like a team and I turned to like friends that I looked up to in the space to work with, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just really passionate about 
passionate about it, I think amped up by everything that was happening in the world in 2016. And also I was genuinely passionate about like, this is a college town with so much money with Harvard and MIT. Why is it that our city council looks nothing like the people in the city? And also like, how do we not have student representation and really feeling the animosity when I started networking with local politicians there. So then I started running for office second semester freshman year and then like couldn't really party anymore. And then I was working six jobs, like things that I didn't need to do, but was just feeling like I had to do. I was hiring the first full-time staff at period. I was cleaning floors at a yoga studio on the weekends. And it was just a lot. And then I would basically go canvassing every single day, like for three to four hours until late in the night when it was dark and I would ride my bike back to campus. Um, And I did that for like freshman uh, spring and then also into sophomore fall. And I think that one, like I don't regret it for the experiences of like, I really believed in what I was advocating for, but I do think that it was really hard on one, like I, I then didn't really want to socialize. Like, I think I understood how much, um, how much skepticism there was around me. And so then I had this anxiety where like every time I walked into a dining hall and it was probably in my head, but I felt like I was like unwanted or I felt like everybody was judging me. And, And like, I don't even know if that was the case, but like, I would also regularly hear, oh, like this person said this thing about you. And it just made me feel like I'm a lot more sensitive to it than people think. Right. And there were like overt things where people would, um, you know, posting memes after I lost the election, like kind of making fun of it. And I think that it was funny to some people, but like it really hurt. And there were comments that I saw online around like telling me to go hurt myself and, all of that stuff. And, you know, of course there was a lot of positive feedback, but like my mind just focused on that and replayed it in my head anytime I was in a social, social situation at Harvard. So I would say that it was something that by the end of sophomore year, I didn't, I felt completely out of place. I hadn't really ever had a meal that year in the dining hall where I wasn't like heads down on a laptop with my earbuds on. Right. And So by the end of sophomore year, I think I was just kind of like, I wanted to leave. Um, I ended up taking a gap year, uh, which aligned perfectly with my book coming out. And it was really hard for me to go back. And I think that for me, going back wasn't because I missed the classroom, because to be honest, I I don't enjoy being in a classroom. Like I I like learning by doing. I'm a very experiential learner. Um, And I keep trying to privilege check myself of like, geez, what 17, 18 year old Nadia would do to like experience Harvard is crazy. Like I really thought that I, I'm getting emotional, but a Pete episode, a Pete episode, but it's just, I think I had all these expectations for college of what it would be like based off of what I saw from like Gilmore Girls and these different like TV shows and movies I watched. And then I got there and I think I just sort of fell into my workaholic habits and was like not finding my people, was feeling like isolated more and more. 
And then also I just like completely kept choosing my career. I, the more speaking came off, I think because I wanted to escape kind of from campus, I was like traveling a lot. And so even when I went back to school in junior year, and a lot of that was because of, I think the roots of my family pressure being like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm starting Harvard. I'm, I'm going to finish it. Right. Um, and just being so close to a diploma. Um, I think that, uh, like when I got back to school junior year, I sort of had the mentality of like, okay, let me just do school, but try to be on campus as little as possible. Right. So like I quit almost every club and I wanted to be there basically for like one or two days a week. Um, and for my second semester of junior year, and honestly, like my last semester as a senior, um, I was on campus one or two days a week. So I would fly in like last semester I was flying in or not last semester, my junior year, I was flying in Monday mornings and usually leaving Monday afternoons. I was trying to take every class pass fail. Um, and if I wasn't, I was trying to align my classes so that one, I thought they were interesting, but at the same time that they all aligned on one day. So I didn't really have to be on campus. And it's just something that I really struggle with because I also like look at my career at Harvard and I'm like, Oh, this is something that I'm going to regret in 30 years, right? I have all these mentors who are like, one, don't drop out of school, but also mentors who are like, you don't realize how lucky you are just to have the opportunity to learn, right? And I, I really tell myself that and then I feel like worse for it. But at the same time, like I also recognize like I love what I do. I love my work. I love working. And I think I've started to rather feel than feel ashamed about like my introverted antisocial nature sometimes. I think I've started to lean more into it and be like, no, I actually think that this is maybe just who I am. Like, you know, whether it's what I've experienced that me that's made me like this or whether it's just what feels natural. Like, yeah, to me, being a college student like doesn't mean what I thought it would mean. And sometimes I do have that feeling of like, what would it have been like if I didn't choose to work on a nonprofit that was based across the country? What if I really did just want to like be a student at school and learn? I mean, I don't think I would ever do that mostly because I, I do love working. Like I love what I do. I, I'm, I was also, am still like way too passionate about periods and stuff to let that go. Um, but I do think about that often. Right. Um, and I think that I'll uh, ending on an upbeat note, like I've been feeling really proud of myself this week, mostly because I'm going into my last semester. I'm honestly relieved that it's virtual. Um, But there were so many times of like mental health rock bottoms, but also just like feeling so lonely on campus that I really wanted to leave. And then I wanted to get out of school and I do think that I'm learning so much and I am so thankful for the opportunity to like enhance my critical thinking skills. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think everybody needs a college degree, but I am thankful that I was able to go to one of the most well-resourced schools and be able to learn from professors who I've looked up to for several years, even before college. Um, and I'm thankful to have a lot of doors open for me because of the name of the school I go to. Um, do I think Harvard is the perfect school for me? No, 
Was I a match for that culture? Did I love the experience? No. Do I think that there's an educate there's like an equation of how to get into Harvard? No. Like I didn't have perfect grades. I don't have perfect scores. I don't have a I don't have great grades now either. Um, but I'm proud of myself for finishing. I'm excited to have like a degree, and I am also excited to be done with school. Like I am so ready to just not have to do homework anymore. And I, um, I'm i just going to really relish the opportunity to have the classroom environment just to have structure around my learning. And um, I'm excited for it. And I'm sending love to everyone as you start your spring semesters and wish you the best. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.